Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Why would you try to seek justice or in that kind of way where it's just going to ruin us in all sorts of ways, emotionally re-traumatize us, even financially? It's not worth that kind of burden. And I don't think she would have wanted that for any of us. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting they were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of love and connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community and you're here. You are an important part of this one. My name's I. I'm from El Paso, Texas, Juarez area. That's where I grew up. But I've lived a lot of different places. I've been listening kind of since it first started coming out. It's been really helpful to engage again or more in depth. It's really helped with just a lot life stuff, yeah. not just the grieving process. Hi. Hi, how do you pronounce your name? I, so like I. eyeball without the ball part. <laughs> without the eye, without the ball. I love yeah. that. I, perfect. Uh, well, I'm Fleur, nice to meet you. So have you ever had any kind of reading before? I have, yeah, many times. Very cool. We'll have some time to talk later on. 
and you can share what you want to share. But in the beginning, I would say just be honest, forthright with your yes or no. For me, I love a little resistance. It really helps me get right where I need to go, you know? Yeah. Is there anything that you don't want to know, don't want to talk about, don't want to discuss? No, I'm pretty open. So anything that comes up, I think I'll be okay with. Okay, good. If you change your mind, just let me know. Okay, so I'm going to go quiet for just a moment, see where we want to start. Actually, quite a few people here. With you, I'm just going to identify each one as they come in real quick, and then we're going to hone in. So your grandfather and your mom's side is past. Do you see that? Yes, yes. And then do you also see that there is an uncle in spirit? Yeah. And then it feels to me like mom's side of the family, at least the grandfather that comes in, for me feels like he's not an American man or he feels very foreign to me. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> right. Um, as he comes in. And I feel very traditional in that as mm-hmm. well. So I feel like I have traditional dress. I feel like I have traditional background i'm very much coming into contact with a man who feels culturally different from me correct correct i also want to speak of a young woman in spirit who feels Mm -hmm. to be of your age generation yes someone you grow up alongside but there's very much Mm -hmm. the feeling of she's coming in very connected yeah and as i have all these and there's quite a few more actually that gather your grandmother on your father's side also passed you see Uh, a a great grandma but yes great grandmother if that's the case do you see that you get to meet her in life Mm -hmm. she's alive when you're alive okay good Mm -hmm. because this felt to me like if it's a great grandmother then she must have held you connected with you that would have to be the case. Good. Yeah. It's a funny thing to say to you, but you have a very loud family. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of talking, a lot of, a lot of hand gesture, a lot of like intensity here, you know? Yes. <laughs> I'm actually going to work slightly here with the grandfather just because he makes me feel like he's going to pick up the pace for me. Mm-hmm. He's going to sure. get things flowing. He goes, mm-hmm. I've done this before. I've done this many yes. times before. I know how this goes, you know? Yes. Your mom is living in the world yes. and he's mm-hmm. acknowledging her. And I would also say that she and her father, then your grandfather, would have been separated just physically, different countries, different places for many years in yes. you see, in, yes. in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And while I think you do get to know of your grandfather, I feel the actual meeting of him doesn't feel like you get it more than once or twice. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. I do feel like you get to meet him in in physicality, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It feels like when he passes that there had been plans or anticipation for an upcoming trip, is my Mm -hmm. feeling, that that didn't happen in time. Yeah. Then he talks about the three of you. Mm-hmm. There's the sense of three kids there that I go to visit. Mm-hmm. Do you understand this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, three grandbabies, so to speak, that he goes to visit before he 
fully kind of moves to the sphere outside. But I know mm-hmm. that this would have been incredibly hard for your mom, not made it in time, not been there in time. Do you see? Yeah. I think your mom actually adores your grandfather. <laughs> or there's like such a sweet, sweet, sweet connection there, you know? Um, yeah. And this feeling of her just being heartbroken by not getting to be there. And I know he just really needs to say to her and maybe she'll listen to this or there's just this feeling of wanting to say I was there I came to see you which and then he kind of laughs because I feel like that would have never happened in his physical body he would have (laughs) never been the one to get on the plane he would have never been the one to move do you see yes (laughs) so for the first time he comes to her (laughs) is Mm -hmm. what he wants to say I come to you I know this man is very particular about that he's clean shaven in life. Mm-hmm. And would you know in his culture and his tradition that his body would be bathed before he's laid to rest or that somebody would have like sponge bathed? Do you know of that? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Some significance to this of him just wanting to honor them and thank them and wanting to say he was a part of this. Now, I need to go back and talk about the three grandkids. Mm-hmm. And as I speak about this, I do feel this younger woman stepping forward besides your grandfather, the one right. that we spoke about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so she would be like a sister to you. Do you yes. see this? Or someone who very much feels mm-hmm. like sister. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she shows me is this amazing hair. and like really flowy but then she also shows me cutting it all off and being quite deliberately funky I guess with her appearance do you see that yes 100% I feel like I want to wear what I want to wear and I want to do my hair the way I want to do it and I don't care if it fits in I don't care if it is a bit Uh, stirring the pot with family but Uh also I kind of like poking people's buttons is my feeling with her yep you know absolutely yes (laughs) I like to push I like to poke the buttons I like to get the response and she feels like she's all fire and has so much personality and just really shows up big here for me. I also feel like while I don't see her making her own clothes, I feel like I adjust clothes that I buy. Like I snip them up or I make them different. I put them together in ways Mm -hmm. they were not necessarily intended to be put together. Do you see? Yes. Yes. So she comes in with this sense of creativity and passion. And I do feel like in her lifetime when she passes, she makes me feel she hadn't quite gotten her uh, creative ambition met. Or there's mm-hmm. the feeling of feeling like I'm not being seen for my creative gifts. I'm not yep. being hired for my creative gifts. I'm not being able to spread them in the world or do it the way I want. It's like there's so much frustration around this at this point. Do you see yes. that? Yes. yes. So much frustration. And I also feel during this period of time, she must have been very... It's like I at first I thought, oh, she's moving house a lot. And then I was like, no, she wants to desperately move residentially. She's mm-hmm. desperate to move. Yeah. But she keeps feeling stuck like yes. she can't, you mm-hmm. know, desperate yeah. to move, but feeling stuck. 
She wants you to know she's been all over the place. She wants you to know she's free to move now. She's able to do her creative gifts. She's able to be herself, her true self, <laughs> um, which in some ways is way too big for this world, I think. Yeah. You know, she's just too yeah. big for the world. When she passes, do you see there are family members who choose not to see her body or who choose not to view her body? Yes. Yes. Or are perhaps kept from viewing her body? I feel that there's something around this of it being yes. very difficult to see her. And then also I see police involvement and I feel like there's a sense mm -hmm. of this having her. been an issue. Yes, do you see this? that's correct. Yes. Okay, one second. Let me... I'll, I'll move it through the way that I feel. And if at any point you're like, too much, don't need to go there, just let me know. Okay, no worries. Um, but I do feel the way she's giving it to me, like her physical body receives quite a big blow or a big hit to the body. Correct. Do you see yes. that? Yes. And I feel that she wants you to know she instantly like isn't able to even have a shock experience because I feel there's mm -hmm. an instant passing an instant loss of consciousness mm -hmm. and also because I feel her head is impacted at this point. right right for me a lot of the impact feels like it's on the right side of my body right but I feel that whatever causes the impact or the person, or because I do feel like somebody else is responsible for this, or there's some mm -hmm. aspect to this. And it feels like there's conflict here because for people who would maybe have heard this in the news or would mm -hmm. have heard about it, because I feel like there's parts of your sister's story or maybe just who she is where it's not like she's a, she's not a bad person, not at all. But I feel like there's elements maybe to having gone out that night or partied or just had fun that makes this feel to me like there's people who are like well you know if you're gonna do x then da 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 do you yes. see yes um yes and i feel this causes great anger in the family as it should <laughs> right do you know because i feel like your sister is not presented as the person who she truly is mm -hmm. and she sees this and wants to say she's okay with it right because it's not truth it doesn't it doesn't fit the truth it doesn't doesn't align for me i i would say news articles written things written you would read them and go that's not it right correct you see this yes absolutely um, but it's not vehicles it's like there's no vehicles involved right it is vehicles yeah it is vehicles um, oh mm -hmm. interesting let me take a yeah. look and what is she making me feel here? Okay. In that case, is she not behind the wheel? She's not behind the wheel. Yes. Okay. Correct. Got it. And she is with someone else at the yep. time. Yeah. And I feel like there's something around the roads where I can't see well, or it's just a really dangerous spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you see that? she does pass instantly, but her friend does not pass instantly? Or there is a, a sense of one of, because it's two women, right? Yes, it's both of them, correct. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it's these two women or the other person who crashes in, but there is somebody that I see mm -hmm. in hospital who doesn't pass immediately. 
Do you see that? It, yes, it was the other person that hit them. The other yeah. person, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I right. feel like she talks about watching someone in hospital mm -hmm. who does not pass in that moment, Right. is in hospital, is taken care of in this way. I do feel like she carries a lot of forgiveness here. Yes. But what I do feel, and she's just sharing with this this with me, and mm -hmm. I personally feel a bit like, oh, it's not her energy. It's just <laughs> the way it's presented in the news. Yes, correct. Correct. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not her giving that to me. It's my reaction to it. I feel right. like, oh, I don't like that feeling. It doesn't yeah. feel good to me, the way it was talked about, the way it was discussed. Right, right. She does want you to know she's well. She's fine. She's mm -hmm. good. I do yeah. feel we talked about mom being here, and I know that she wants to reach out to mom here in the living world. Dad as well mm -hmm. is my feeling, wanting to reach out to him. I feel like she's very much a daddy's girl in life. <laughs> so there's a real sense of wanting to reach out and connect. Yeah. And I feel like it's been hard for you because as she brings me to her father, she brings me to your father, your father feels incredibly silent as an individual. Do you see this? Uh, yeah. You can tell me no for that. Yes, we have different dads. So that, ah, okay. that might clarify a little bit there. Yeah. Then do you see that her father hasn't really discussed it with you or hasn't, there's mm. just this feeling of it right. being very silent? Yes, 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 for sure. Or that his emotional response was not what people wanted in terms right. of it feels disappointing, his reaction mm -hmm. and his grief process. And yes. she's wanting just to say she's aware. Mm -hmm. And I do think your father actually is the father she connects more to. Like when <laughs> I talk her about yeah. her being a daddy's girl, it's your dad. It's not her dad. Yeah, that makes sense to me, yes. <laughs> okay, let's ask her some questions. Let's have you ask her some questions. Um, I guess if I, if I were to ask her something, if there's anything that she would like to share in this recording with, with her best friend. Mm. My first feeling is that her best friend has become one of your very close friends. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like you've become best friends with her too. Do you know? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, but that was not the case prior to her passing, I feel. Right. This is a new friendship. So mm -hmm. she's incredibly happy and grateful to see that, to witness, to be a part of it for the two of you all the yeah. time. I yeah. think she is actually so close to you that I feel you connect on a daily basis or very very yeah. often, you know, like constant yeah. text, constant communication, like very connected. Yeah. Um, and I know that your sister is aware and excited. I feel that this best friend is also must have gone through a period of time in which relationships really weren't working out for her mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. feels like she's needs to know that who she's attracting and what she's attracting is a much better fit for her. Yeah. And it just feels like things are finally steady in the romantic partnership area mm -hmm. in a way that it feels like 
huh, okay, we're done with really intense drama. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so she's wanting her to know that. I feel that there's really um, so much joy in seeing that connection between the two of you because I feel, yes, she's your sister, but she's also your best friend in life and then her best friend loses a best friend and now the two of you have each other and that's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It feels really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Other questions for her? I'd just be curious if she has anything specific for my mom. I know she kind of brought that in, but if she has anything additional that she would share with you. I keep seeing your mom light a daily candle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she does this, but I keep seeing the sense of a moment of prayer, a moment of connection. She feels very spiritual to me. Yes. And... I know your sister wants to say she's with her in that moment every day. Right. I feel for your mom, she really needs her to know that she's not ever going to leave your mom's side. Mm -hmm. There is very much the feeling of always going to be next to her, always going to be there. I feel this must not come as a surprise to your mom. I feel like your mom talks to her all the time, feels her, mm -hmm. is aware of her. I feel you do the same. Yep. The awareness of her in spirit feels very, very, very real, very uh -huh. true. Yes. I also feel like there's been some conflict your mom had when her daughter passes around, if she made the right decisions around what to do with her physical body. And I, and I feel this is very important to say to mom, you made all the right decisions. Uh -huh. There's no need to worry about it. There's something around this that your mom feels she repeats in her mind or questions. Yeah. And yet I feel the right decisions were made and there's real sense of wanting to say to mom, I'm not the physical body anyways. Who's the person that still wears her shoes? Um, probably uh, my sister, my other sister. Okay, because... We haven't talked about her yet. And then I, she's like, we also need to talk about the person who still wears my shoes. Can you ask her about that? If she still has shoes. Yeah, I'll ask her. I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. she does, but I'll, I'll okay. ask her. Yeah. Um, but I know as I'm talking about messages for your mom here, I know I also need to really acknowledge then this other woman. And I feel like the relationship between the two of them, as sisters go, I think could be quite push-pull. Yeah. Do you know? Sure. And so there's this real need to say to her, I love you. It's all good. You don't need to worry about all the fights we had. There's such a feeling of it's all good. I also keep seeing butterflies around your whole family. Yeah. And that you yeah. guys like very actively talk about the butterflies you see. And yeah. I see people taking pictures of butterflies and either sending it or acknowledging it. Or I just feel like this has been a symbol that you've, identified yeah. with her and she sure. knows it yes there's a lot of love that i feel from her to you yeah. and <laughs> and i know that you know when she comes in here 
they do also see this grandfather standing beside her. Right. And wanting just to say the two are together, the two are there, as well as all the others, too, of right, course. Right, right, right. Right. Well, thank you so much for letting me connect with her. Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. Do you have any other questions? Um, I do not. I don't know if you have any, if you would want me to fill any of the details in. You know, we can chat about it next time. Okay. So right. we've got a follow-up chat, and I think that time is always really nice for you to fill in the details for me. And I mean, you know, I get to meet her now. Yeah. And I feel like it's really wonderful then to also get to have you tell me about her, right? Because I just yeah. told you about <laughs> her. Um, but for you to tell me about her, I always love that part. Your own connection with her and how you feel her and any kind of questions you may have for me about the process or like whatever it is, we can ask that in a few weeks time. Thank you so much, I. Yeah, thank you. This is great. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, thanks for sharing her with me. We will chat in a few weeks. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. Archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours, and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction, and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. Hello, how are you? Good. Good to see you yeah. again. So this is part two. It's an opportunity for us to connect again post-reading. A great place to always start is for you to give a little bit of an introduction what brought you to the reading in the first place. Yeah, sure. That's an interesting question. So I actually, I myself do readings, not as formally as you do. Um, <laughs> so I did mention that to Elizabeth and we were kind of just like, let's just roll the dice and see what happens. So I didn't necessarily disclose that to you, right? Because I was just curious of like what you might pick up on. Of course. Um, but I don't do it necessarily formally. For me, it's a little different. They just kind of show up in my life and then it's kind of like, I just know who it's connected mm -hmm. to, and then I just have to tell that person. I'm very connected, and I very much can see a lot of the things that you can pick up 
too, like in real time. So kind of like as you're <laughs> reading me, it's interesting to kind of just like know who you're talking to and kind of like what they're showing you at the same time. So it's it's been it's been a journey for sure. I think my sister's passing definitely helped me realize that about myself even more. Like I already knew that. A lot of our conversations before she did pass actually revolved around maybe for like a year or two years. That's all we talked about was spirits and our family and stuff like that and very like spiritually connected, that kind of stuff. So we're pretty open about that. And I will say too, I, I, not to interrupt yeah, yeah. you, but I wanted to just point out, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with a psychic or a medium going to see a psychic or right. a medium because it's like a therapist, yeah. right? Therapists on occasion need therapy. And it doesn't mean that they don't have the tools in their own life. It doesn't mean that they can't bring that home and have like a really emotionally aware life because they have this tool set, but they still are going to want guidance at some point. They're still going to want something else to help, right? We are people leading people home. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just want to say like, it makes total sense that you would go to a medium, even if you are one. Yeah. Another, another reason I did it was because I wanted more of like a public format because she was very, she was very influential. She had a lot of people who knew her and I didn't know all the people who knew her, right? And I, I knew my sister would show up. She usually doesn't, but I, you know, I mm. kind of asked her and kind of like connected to make sure that she was very um, present because I, I knew this was a recording that I kind of wanted to do for her for other people to be able to have a format to be able to listen back to and just validate things or be like, oh yeah, she is kind of still very present in all our lives. One of the things that I love the most is when after a session, somebody says, I shared it with my mom, my dad, my sister, and it has this domino effect and those people weren't even in the reading, Mm -hmm. but yet the reading can impact them. And I feel that that is one of the even bigger gifts of recording the work. It's one of the even bigger gifts of it being out there. And you're right. Like, I also don't read for family or friends. So it is nice when they have an opportunity to experience it. So tell me a little bit about the the story. Because as you know, when you receive information, you get it in bits Mm -hmm. and pieces. You don't always know the full experience of it. So I'd love for you in your own words to tell me a little bit about who is or was your sister what was her experience? How did she pass? What were the circumstances? Sure. I mean, you, you hit that spot on. And so this will just be more clarifying stuff, I'm sure, for you. The gist is that she went out on a Friday with a bunch of friends, as you know, young people usually do. Her friend was her DD. So her friend actually left her house to come pick her up. And then the two of them never made it home because they both died together. Mm. Her friend would have been the one that was driving on a highway. It was a drunk driver late at night coming on the opposite side of the highway that was running from the cops. It was like over kind of like a little hill, not like a sharp hill, but just like a, like just bad timing where they just hit each other head on. So the passing was definitely instant for the both of them. He ended up living, so he went to hospital. I think he picked up on that as well. And But we don't really know much about him anymore and we don't really want to know much Mm. about him. So it's, it's one of those things that, I think you you really spoke about this and it resonated and it will resonate with a lot of people of just how the news interpreted versus like how my family and how her close friends actually grieve, grieve, um, you know, past, Mm. present, future tense is very different than what most people would expect. A hundred percent, she would have forgiven this person and like 
And I, mm. that's a hard word, right? But it's like, it's not so much forgiveness. It's like, don't let this ruin your life. And there's nothing we can do to bring her back anyway. Why would you, why would you try to seek justice or in that kind of way where it's just going to ruin us in all sorts of ways, emotionally re-traumatize us, even financially? It's not worth the, that kind of burden. And I don't think she would have wanted that for any of us. We don't let that linger. We don't let that have as much of a hold as other people would expect it should have on us. That's beautiful. Tell me a little bit about who she is to you personality-wise yeah. and relationship-wise. And I mean, obviously you guys had like the closest bond. I can feel <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm curious as to how you grew up together, especially kind of coming from this mixed sure. family and um, what that dynamic yeah. was like. Yeah. So like culturally, like we're, we're Mexican, right? So we come from like a Mexican background, grew up on the border in El Paso area, me and her, we would have grown up more similar than me and my other siblings because she was born earlier. The family I grew up in, in our gigantic Mexican extended family, she would have known really well as a kid. So me and her were a little bit closer in that way of just understanding our family dynamics and who's who, like the cousins, the aunts and the uncles, because we're a gigantic family. And I mean like hundreds of people. So it's just, it's very dynamic and it's a lot, right? for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds beautiful. So me and her kind of grew up a lot like that and just kind of like my relationship to her was always been very kind of like role model-y, kind of like almost motherly, kind of like making sure that she was okay. But then she also had this way of taking care of me as well mm. and just being like very motherly in return. We had this very interesting sibling dynamic where we checked in on each other a lot. If we didn't text or we didn't really talk all that much. But when we did, like, our conversations were very meaningful. We never really had any, like, oh, how are you surface-level conversations. It was, like, jump in, let's go deep. Have a very checkered past, let's say, very interesting, dynamic childhood. And so a lot of the things that I would have faced, the challenges she was, she would have also faced or been very aware about. So me and her, you know, you kind of bond through trauma sometimes. <laughs> we were yeah, kind of each other's absolutely. support systems. And so I was able to kind of just, she was... Very much like where I could talk about things to her that I wouldn't necessarily talk with other people. It's a very good relationship, very connected, like you said. Like that hasn't really changed. It's just, it's just very different now, now that she's, you know, mm. not alive <laughs> in that way. <laughs> I'm curious because you, you say that you feel yeah. her as mm -hmm. well. And so I would love to talk about that sure. a little bit with you. What does that look like in your day-to-day -day life? Because so many times people ask me this mm -hmm. question, how do I connect with my people who are past? Mm -hmm. And while I do, I very luckily haven't lost someone that's that yeah. close to me that I would have normally connected to them every day. Right. Like if anything ever happened to my sister to my parents those would be the only people I could consider mm -hmm. right now that I would have that daily missing that daily connection so I would actually love to hear this from you because I know so many people are also wondering like how do you interact and engage on a moment-to-moment -moment yeah. basis in life that's a wow that's a great question so you picked up on my grandpa too and so she was very connected to my grandpa and she is still very connected to my grandpa yeah. and so he was like her favorite person everyone knew that that was like a bond that was the strongest bond in the whole family for all his grandkids it was all about her when it came wow. to my grandpa right he passed a while ago that would have been like 2012-ish for me that's kind of when it all 
started or that's when I started becoming very aware because he was very present in my life as a dead person, just kind of like bringing things mm-hmm. up for me constantly. And I think we all have this sort of journey that we go through. We're like, oh, my God, are we going insane? Like, what is happening? You know, and so he was Absolutely. very much a part of that. And like now I laugh about it because I'm like he was just jerking me around as grandpas do, you know, just having a lot of fun with me. Right. And so I think, like, I was already kind of well-prepared for my sister's passing. Like, you're never really prepared, mm. prepared, but kind of knew that something big was going to happen, mm. um, like, a few days before. And so, like, when it actually did happen, it wasn't very surprising to me, nor was it necessarily, mm. like, it didn't break my heart the way most people would expect it to, because I already knew it still sucked, don't get me wrong, like, and it still does suck sometimes. Yeah. And I think you're right about that. It's different when it's somebody who's super close to you, like a sister that you're very, very close to was a bit challenging, not because I thought she was gone or like I was never going to like feel her again. Like that, that feeling of feeling her, like it just, it changed dramatically when she passed, like I felt it. Mm. And so it's interesting because I feel like in a lot of ways, my life has become more beautiful because of it. Mm. oh wow I know she's still taking care of all of us and for me it's very much like there's still a lot of signs that I'm not the kind of person that necessarily needs like a lot of external validation anymore so I just kind of know that she's there I kind of feel her and that's that's good enough for me right I don't need like her, her typical symbols of like her butterflies or her hummingbirds or her rainbows or like things like that. Mm. But I know that she does do that for other people. And when you're doing a reading, for me, it's a little bit more like a very lucid dream. And I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily choose to connect. I just start seeing it and it's just like, whoa, okay, cool. Yeah, I want to acknowledge something as well. You know, a lot of times in readings, people ask me, well, what's the sign? Mm-hmm. How do they appear? And what's interesting is a lot of times when I then turn to the other side and I say, how do you show up as a sign? They're like, well, primarily this person feels me like they feel me all the time. And then I will relay this to the person like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want an external sign. Yeah. Right. So they're like, yes, yes, I feel them. I feel them all the time. I feel them every day. But I want the sign, the Mm -hmm. external one. And I feel like it's such a interesting dynamic because for me, then it becomes all about that person's self-trust. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, I feel them, which in a lot of ways, why wouldn't you rather feel Mm -hmm. them than see a butterfly? Like, wouldn't Mm -hmm. it be more special (laughs) to feel their energetic vibration within your energetic vibration? Yet the person is like, yeah, 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 that's great. But I don't trust myself Mm -hmm. enough to make space for that. So I love that you said it. Because I feel like that's the hope generally that I have with yeah. people where I'm like, okay, it may start through external signs, but if you can make it internal, then the external sign is a nice to have, yeah. like every once in a while, cherry on top, yeah. lovely. But where you really are going to get that strong connection day to day is the feeling. Exactly. I feel her and it's it's more... I love that more than the, the external visuals, which I did get when she first passed because she was just like making sure, of course. you know, like, hey, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, tons of hummingbirds at the right moments. So, like she loved the color purple and so purple showed up a lot in like writing and also mm-hmm. in color, like when I was thinking about her and it's like, oh, hey, it's you. To now where I don't necessarily get a lot of that anymore because I just feel her constantly. But I do get things here and there and they leave me little surprises. Like the day that we did our reading, 
I went to work and I found $10 on the floor. Like yeah. I said, nice yeah. cherry on top. We're not saying we don't want the signs. Yeah. We want the signs. We like the yeah. signs. But giving just as much space for the internal experience is really going to take that up a notch, is really going to allow it also to be, right, because this is the other thing that then happens. People get a sign and they're like, well, now I don't trust myself, but who's leaving the right. sign? So it does require this internal recognition, this internal intuition, if yeah. you will, this internal moment to mm-hmm. check in with the self because everything goes through that. Yeah. Even if it's external, mm-hmm. it's still, you somehow ended up in that spot, looked in that place because there was an internal right. to it. So you were already internally being right. guided to the external sign and uh, facilitating a trust yeah. in that like you've created for yourself is beautiful. So I love that you've had the experience of creating that, of of owning it, of nurturing it. It's huge. It's yeah, powerful. It is. Yeah. And even like, I think that because it was my sister dying, it kind of, for me, it was kind of like, that's, that was, that's it. I kind of like trusted it completely because mm-hmm. I was like, what else do I have to lose? Like one of the most important people in my life is gone. So like I have, I, kn- I didn't have like any more like anxiety or stress. Like it just kind of went away with her. Very interesting. And it, it was kind of, be- it became this kind of like where me and her, when she was alive, we would have these conversations about like, how do you know it's grandpa? How do you know it's grandma? How do you know it's this, that, or the other? And I used to tell her like, you just know when you know, and like, you just see it and you feel it. And that was confusing to her. Right. And so now that she passed, it's kind of, it's, she's like, oh, I get it. You know, and it's just kind of like a joke, like, oh yeah, duh. You know, like they're very playful with me too. So it's just, it's just fun, you know? And so it's, I know that they're there and it's kind of, because she was so important to me, I stopped caring about having to be validated by other people and just knowing that, yes, I have these feelings and I have these intuitions and I feel them very strongly and they're usually like 99% correct. Being able to move into that space for me has been very transformational too because I've been able to, I guess, just help other people as well. People will just show up for me and they'll just like, hi, and I'm like, hi, and then I know who they're connected to and I know the types of conversations I have to have with that person that they're connected to that's going to have some sort of transformative thing and I don't necessarily even need to tell them that their dead relative or whatever that's checking in on them. So that being said, you have this ability yourself. You can connect. When was the moment for you that you were like, "Mm, I'd actually like to see a medium Mm -hmm. and what prompted it? Do you know, like, was there something that kind of really created this desire to have a connection that was external to yourself? I think I didn't actually like formally engage with mediumship per se until she passed. I think that was something that mm. I've been leaning towards, I've been curious about and just kind of like, but just a little hesitant, I guess, because I, I think, like you said, like there was a lot of maybe self-doubt like other people have. I don't necessarily know if it was any point besides my sister's passing kind of drove me to be like, okay, let's explore this a little bit more and let's kind of just see what happens. But I also think for me, it was more like a curiosity and also for other people to practice on me and vice versa. Because <laughs> this can be a very like taboo thing to do, right? Like it's, it can be very like, it can, society can make you feel very crazy or can make you feel like, you know, it's all bullcrap or whatever. So just finding other people who are like more open to it and like 
not knowing anything about these people before I met them, but then still feeling connected to them and then having them read me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And just that validating for us of like, okay, these dreams or whatever, however it presents itself to you that we're having, it helps reground you and kind of like just able to move forward and kind of explore it more. Yeah. It's one of the things like I started teaching these mentorship classes for intuition building and connecting. And when we first started, we were like, oh yeah, maybe we throw in a little bit of a sharing circle and community building and we'll see how it goes. Maybe people won't be interested in it. It honestly has been one, it has nothing to do with me. I don't even, I'm not part of it, right? It's like separate from me. We facilitate it. We organize the container. People like meet their best friends. People fly across the country to meet each other. They plan vacations together because like once you find your tribe, you're like, oh, thank God. Other people feel this. Other people do this. And it's not necessarily the person you married. It's not necessarily your parents is not necessarily your best friend that you have in your day-to-day life and you don't have to get rid of right them, yeah right like you can still be in total communion and love with right. these people but also be searching for a different tribe and i i just wanted to emphasize the power of that and if anybody is out kind of listening and going yeah that's great but like how did you practice and where did you find this community yeah. online right mm-hmm. online yeah. like there are people Community does exist everywhere, but if you're living in the middle of nowhere and you're like, mm, or even if you are living in a big city and you're like, I don't really want to out myself. Yeah. I want to practice in like peace. Yeah. yeah. How did you find your community? I think I was listening to another podcast, which led me to your podcast. And then that just kind of started the ball rolling. I joined the Facebook group at one point and then I just kind of found people here and there. It's interesting because like as many like dead spirits that hang around me, I don't I don't always have the closest connection with living people. I don't have a, I, I have a huge friend group, but it's, it's complicated. You know, like I, I know people from all over the world, mm-hmm. but the, the people that know me in this particular way is it's very few. So like meeting a couple of like mediums or people who do this kind of work or are curious, like now they become some of my closest, like trusted people, you know, like, and I really feel like I was guided to them and vice versa. Um, but just being able to like, trust them because I know them well and they know me well in an instant you know and it's just trusting that intuition trusting that and it's just nice because I think that that is applicable to all other aspects of life too not just like you know having Mm -hmm. very intuitive people like it's just trusting your intuition when you're in like a new situation or like something at work comes up or like you know something in your personal life comes up just knowing that you trust your body. And for me, it's a very physical, I'm, it's not like a external, I'm imagining stuff. It's very physical. Like I can smell things, yeah. I can see things, I can feel things. It's very embodied. And just like trusting that in every space that I'm in, I think for me has been very profound. And I think that grief and mediumship can really help facilitate a different type of process where folks can feel a little bit more embodied and a little bit more trusting of themselves. Yeah. Um, And so that's something that I find very beautiful. Absolutely. I've thought about this a lot over the last couple of years because I've come to the conclusion that the reason I do readings and one of the reasons I do it on the podcast platform for a lot of people is that it gives that moment of going, ah, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And also like, I'm not supernatural. I might have a really well-defined vocabulary for energy Mm -hmm. and a hypersensitivity to it. But 
everyone has a sensitivity. And if you have that understanding of, oh, it's possible, it opens up and dissolves the limiting belief that it's not. And then the next step, then the next step for anyone is exactly what you were talking about here, which is, can you develop self-trust and confidence so much so that you can actually use the sensitivity, you can use the intuition in day-to-day life, you can walk into a room and figure it out and not feel out of control, right? To make the decision and know it's the right decision, to not have to ask a million other people who can't make that decision for you anyways. And I've just in my work and in my teaching, more and more and more, I start to see you cannot have self-trust or confidence without the intuition, mm-hmm. and you cannot have intuition without the self-trust and confidence, which makes it a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, catch-22, <I> <laughs> uh-huh. right? And so when I work with students, I'm like, all right, how do we work on both? Because ultimately, that's what I'm doing with them. I'm like, all right, every time we bump up the intuition, we have to bump up yeah. the confidence. And every time we bump up the confidence, we bump up the intuition. Mm-hmm. And it just goes like little by little by little by little. But then it's been such a wonderful thing to witness. And I'm hearing you talk about it as well Is that's when you get that sense of, okay, I can walk into any new space mm-hmm. and I get the feedback and I trust yeah. it. And then I navigate my life based on my full trust in the embodied state. Yeah, it really is that simple. Um, and I think grief is a wonderful, beautiful avenue to be able to understand that better as hard as it might be sometimes for folks. I find grief to be a very transformative experience in that way if you allow it to be, right? Yeah, I'm constantly told, like, I, I can't believe, like, your sister died and your life is more beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense in the Western psyche, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but you have to understand where I'm coming from, my own beliefs, my own experiences. And yeah, it has become more beautiful. It's hard for me if I tell people I miss her, it's different. What do you mean? I miss her voice, hearing her. Sometimes I'll have mm-hmm. dreams about her and I'll hear her voice then. It's little things, like I miss the way she smells. I miss being able to cook mm-hmm. for her. I also know that she's yeah. present there. So when I'm really involved in like my emotions with her, I'm really embodying those, like I'm cooking for her. You know what I mean? Like even though she's not there, I'm not going to feed her. It's a family thing. And so it's just as I cook, as I navigate my life, as it's just I feel a lot of love and a lot of hope. Obviously, it's different now. The way she's transformed from when she was flesh to how she is now, for me, this is where she needs to be. It brings me a lot of peace, a lot of hope, and a lot of love because she's like, this is what we were talking about. You know, this is where I wanted to be. And I was like, I I know, I know that's where you wanted to be. And I'm so happy that you're there now and that you get to live in that space with me because I'm not really dead yet, but it's complicated. (laughs) But being able to understand that that space as well has been very nice. I think it's beautiful. And I really feel that your voice in this, your perspective on it is going to be really healing. I think sometimes people want to get to a Mm -hmm. place of navigating grief. They may like what you have to say, or they may say, oh, I never want to get there, right? Like, this is going to be unique for a person of like, yes, I want to be available to energy in such a way that that's how I navigate my grief or like, "Mm, doesn't sound Mm -hmm. great for me. But if they're in, if they're hearing this and they're like, that sounds like a good place to be on my grieving journey. I feel like it's beautiful because you're giving a roadmap and you're offering a real tangible way of how 
you're processing it through the day and how you can say, yes, I still miss for her, but I feel her presence when I cook and I can still hold the missing and yet also feel the connection. And that's a hard place to be, you know, it's a hard place to get to. So it's really beautiful that you put it into words and I just really want to honor that and emphasize it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a real paradox either. I think there's this obsession with having to choose one or the other. And it's like, no, I hold very deep grief with a deep sense of love and joy at the same time. And I embody those in those moments as I'm feeling them. You know what I mean? So like, I will be cooking and I will be crying, but they're like tears mm. of just joy, but also sadness and grief at the same time. Yeah. And and two things can be true at once. You can grieve someone and miss someone terribly yep. and still be like, wow, life is really wonderful mm. right now. And I do. It's, it's like yeah. even in her the grief for her, it's just like I'm reminded of how beautiful life is actually can and is it doesn't stop me it actually helps me grow like I feel like I've grown so much because of her death and so it's like the opposite of what most people would expect right it's like you I would be what a horrible thing your really close sister passed away and you're like how are you handling this how are you blooming so well you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's a confusing thing if, if I don't explain it and kind of like have these kinds of conversations talking about like death and how I still feel her and all that kind of stuff, but how I feel very supported and connected like to everything, not just her, but like just she's helped me embody my own connection to people, life and all that kind of stuff. Like we still take care of each other in a lot of ways for sure. (laughs) It's nice. I really love that. Wow. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think it's really beautiful. You're giving yourself a lot of permission Mm -hmm. to be many things at once, a lot of permission to feel. And I know that it's going to give somebody else permission. You've got a wise voice. I'm always curious in a reading, what makes somebody go, ah, that's her. Do you know? Like, because the thing is, Mm -hmm. it's never what I expected. Yeah, you're (laughs) correct. Yeah, I, I can relate to that heavily too. I I was kind of just feeling it out. I don't think there was a moment because I could see them as well and feel them. But as soon as you said Mm. like, oh, I'm going to, your grandpa is coming in stronger and he's just going to like focus me. I was like, here we go. You know, because he was going to stop the chatter or be like, hey, pay attention to me instead of everyone else. There was a lot of stuff that's very relevant for my grandpa, his kids to hear. So I'm glad that you were able mm. to connect with him as well, which doesn't surprise me at all. But as soon as he came in and then you kind of started to mention my sister kind of in the background, I, I just was like, these are the two that are going to come in very heavy for her. And I, I kind of asked them to because I knew that this wasn't going to be a recording for my own validation per se. Like, yeah, some things I did get out of it, right? But it was going to be a recording that was going to be more for like, the broader community that would have been connected to my sister, which was a lot of people to listen in on. And, you know, whatever they get out of it is whatever they get out of it. And hopefully it's something that's going to benefit them and that they're going to grow from as well. And that's the thing, right? People will listen to it and then they'll see her and have different points where they go, ah, that's her. Because that's kind of like the magic of it every time. I was like, huh, like, what was it for you? And then it just always is just this random thing. Right. There was a lot of random, quote unquote, random things that you picked up on that I knew other people, like 
specific, people are like, oh, that's going to be validating for this person. That's going to be validating for this person. Mm -hmm. That's going to be validating for this person. Stuff that her best friend and my other sister things about my mom, some of my aunts, my grandpa, that kind of stuff. I know that that's all information that they think about constantly and that Mm -hmm. is going to be very validating for them. And so they'll be like, oh, she is around. They know that already, but it's kind of just nice to like, like you said, it's kind of a form of therapy, you know, just like talking to each other about it and just being like, oh, we're going to be okay. And she's okay. We're okay. Keep living our life and let's keep, you know, doing what we're doing and and it's going to be okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing her with me. Thank you for sharing your grandfather with me as well. And thank you for sharing your own voice, truly. I think it's really wonderful to get your perspective on it. And I I know that it's going to be helpful. Yeah, I appreciate it too. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for your time. I'm sure our paths will cross again. For sure. After this session, we were gifted the most amazing video of I and his sister. It's a video collage of her and her fuel beauty. You can really see her personality and everything that we talked about in the session. If you're curious to watch this video, you can check it out on Patreon. The link is in our bio. It's a fantastic way to support the show and to get lots of additional content. We also have our full follow-up discussion, and he is so spiritually brilliant that I think you're really going to find some juicy, juicy stuff in there as well. Thank you in advance for helping support the show, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleurless Inc. and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at mediumfleur.com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at patreon.com. Simply search for Medium Fleur, M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. We'll see you there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.